All right. Josh, you want to open up the first question? Sure. Uh, the, the really quick, obvious one, then the broader question. Do you expect Christian to play Thursday night? Um, I'm hopeful. Um, I have to see, uh, I'll have to see, you know, how he responds to uh, getting out there today, but uh, it was great to have him out there. And what have you learned, you think, in his absence about the way that Joe calls games, some of the skill guys, maybe even the offense altogether, without having a guy in the lineup like that, still finding a way to make it work? Um, you know, I, I think we have a good, complete offense. I think um, Mike's played great. I think uh, Teddy has has led the offense at a high level. I think uh, Joe and his staff come up with a great plan. I think uh, we have some real receiving targets on the outside. Our offensive line, uh, no matter who's been in there, has done a great job. And um, I think Joe's, uh, Joe's got a great feel for calling games. Let's go to David Newton and then Joe Person. Hey, Matt, along the lines of Christian, can you tell us how much work he was able to do and, and how he looked doing it? Um, I'm not going to get into, you know, practice and all those things. Um, I, I think he, you know, I will say I, th I think he looks good. You know, he looks he looks like he's uh, looks like he's moving around great. So just uh, again, just um, you know, we'll we'll let the medical people and him, you know, and, and you know, just determine you know how much he can do or, or when he can, you know, you know, go out and play in a game. But um, I thought he looked good, and it was good to have him out there. Matt, how much does the short week sort of complicate things if that's I'm not sure that's the right word affect or impact his status and then secondly then this is a decision and a discussion you have with every injured player but is it a little more uh, is it take on more importance with a guy like McCaffrey and especially one like McCaffrey who seems so in tune with his body um, I, I think it's I, I think we take the same approach with every player. Um, you know, I don't I, I don't want guys um, putting their careers in jeopardy. Um, you know, the, the reality is, um, you're, you, know, you know, once the season starts, you're never going to be 100 percent. You know, so but, you know, so, you know, guys have to battle through things. But at the same time, we don't want to bring anybody uh, back too soon. That being said, I think it differs by position. I think. Um, you know, an O lineman, a D lineman can can deal with some different injuries. I think when you're talking about uh, a running back, you know, who obviously makes their living running, cutting, um, producing power, um, you have to you have to make sure that they have you know that they have all those skill sets available to them. So that's you know that's been our approach with him, but also our approach with Reggie um, as you know Reggie comes back from the same injury, just making sure that they when they go out there, they have, you know, they have all their skills that they need to go out and play at a, a really high level in terms of this week. Um, you know, I think from any injury every day is, you know, every day is crucial. You know, the, the, the more time you have, uh, more important it is, you know, the, the better chance you have of playing. Um, but, um, you know, that being said, you know, we're, we're playing on Thursday night and, uh, you know, for the, our whole team, whoever can go is going to go and whoever can't, you know, um, you know, we'll, we'll trust their backups. Go to Mike Salarte and then Jason Huber. Coach, uh, just for clarification, and maybe Bruce can can help you with this because I know you're not, you don't have the rules in front of you. But the starting of the 21 day clock, does he therefore not get an injury designation today because he's in that three week window? Yes. Okay. And then uh, to follow that up. Um, you guys have lost a couple in a row, a couple of games that you were in, as opposed to what Atlanta's gone through. 
when it, when you talk about confidence and and going into a game like you have on Thursday, is this an opportunity maybe for you guys, knowing that you played pretty well, even though you didn't get the results, you may have, feel like you've got a little more confidence on your side than a group like Atlanta who suffered through another late come-from-behind loss that they went through with Detroit? Um, you know, for me, I, I, I only worry about us. Um, you know, we, we played Atlanta once already this year. We know, we know what we're up against. Um, we know, we know the type of team that they are. We know, we know the way that they play. And so we know it'll be an absolute battle. I, I think for us, confidence wise, you know, we've, we've won three games and in those three games, we had double digit leads and um, you know, we were able to win the game. We didn't quite put it away the way we want. Um, we've had four losses and in three of those losses, you know, we had the ball at the end of the game with a chance to go, you know, as I say, take the last shot, you know, so um, I think we should feel really confident about who we are as a team because we go out there and we battle and, and we have a chance to we have a chance to be in every game. Um, I think we're a fun team to be around. The games are fun. You know, they, they come down to the end. Um, what we're trying to do is trying to get, you know, all of us to just get a little bit better. It, it's difficult on a short week. I think these short weeks, they really um, they really test who you are as a team and who you are as, as, as individuals because you've got to, you've got to, you know, strap it back up, you know, when you're not, you know, normally guys are starting to feel good by Wednesday, Thursday, and they have to go strap it back up and go play. So, but in terms of confidence, I think we're a confident group. Um, you know, we, we believe that we, when we play well, we, we're, we're going to have a chance to win games. Hey, Matt, uh, just want to ask you, so how, how confident or how, how much confidence have you seen kind of grow with Brian Burns these last few weeks? And, and following up on that, uh, how do you guys, we asked him yesterday and he said it's something that, you know, you'll be working on this week with a lot more double teams coming towards him now. Uh, and kind of that's something that's starting to take place. Yeah, I mean, he's a tremendous pass rusher. So when you're a great pass rusher, they're going to chip you. They're going to nudge you. They're going to double you. They're going to slide to you. Um, you know, that's that's the life of being one of those guys, you know. So, um, uh, you know, as Brian makes this the, 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 the journey to being uh, the best that he can be, you know, he's going to has to understand that, you know, you, you don't get to sneak up on anybody. You know, you get you get everyone's best and you get, you know, get two-on-ones in passing situations. And so that, A, that opens up things for other guys, and B, you know, you, you still have to find a way to win. And um, um, I like his approach to that. He's he's finding a way to work at that. And uh, um, I'm, I've been very pleased with his play. Um, as I said yesterday, the challenge for him is to become a consistent all-around player um, that, that plays at a really, really high level for long, long stretches, and he's working hard to do that. Let's go to Miles Simmons and then Elena Getzenberg. Hey Matt, uh, this is sort of off topic, but uh, since training camp, notice that Taylor Moten has spiked the ball when you guys get into the end zone on offense. And it, it's something that uh, we asked Teddy Bridgewater about yesterday, and he said that it's kind of about acknowledging the fact that everybody has a hand in scoring. Just what do you think about that approach to things and um, the way that those guys like to celebrate one another in success like that? Um, I'm probably an old school hand the ball, the official type of person. Um, that being said, when we celebrate, as long as we celebrate together, I'm all in when the defense picks the ball off or gets a turnover and they go and they huddle up and take a picture together. When a guy scores and hands the ball to an offensive lineman and he spikes it when, um, guys celebrate, um, 
I want us to have joy, but the most important thing I want us to do is be a team. And so having joy and celebrating together is really the key. And so um, I think it's pretty cool to recognize the fact that the offensive line is a major part of, of any success that we have. And I think Teddy said it really well. Hey, Matt, I just wanted to clarify. I have two questions. First, I want to clarify. It looked like Eli left practice early. Was that some – did anything occur during practice for him? No, he just um, just just didn't feel like he could go, so we sent him inside for treatment. Um, you know, some of our guys, we, sometimes it's better just to have guys inside, you know, getting getting treatment and trying to get them as close as possible. Yeah, and I was just curious, um, with Dante, you know, he played most of the game Sunday, and he's not – showing up on the injury report anymore. Are you kind of, what did you see from him Sunday? And are you pretty confident with where he's at right now? Yeah, I'm, I'm seeing his toughness shine through that he's, he's playing, you know, he's playing um, through something. And um, I think, you know, he's, he's experimented a lot um, with different shoes and different, you know, different things that they're doing to make sure that he has the best chance possible of, of, of not tweaking that. So um, that's, I think that's been a major part of it as well as, you know, Donnie Toner and Kevin King and um, um, uh, his people, you know, uh, his shoe people, you know, all working together to, to get him um, the best chance of, of not just kind of rejamming that toe, you know, every time he plays. All right, let's go to Josh Klein and then Phil Orban. Hey Matt, um, I know that Trent Scott played a little bit of guard for you on uh, on Sunday, and he's played left tackle in the past with Russell and John, both uh, kind of questionable right now. Where do you think that Trent Scott fills in best for you? If you had kind of your choice of where you could put him, and uh, and do you uh, would you expect him to kind of rotate in with either Dennis or or Greg um, if both John and, and Russell miss time? really I think you know he helps us at both um you know during that stretch you know going out to LA and then playing Arizona um I thought he did a good job at left tackle um he comes over you know this week and all of a sudden he's got to kick over right guard uh and and does it um even though he was out all week you know I I love him inside because I think he's a big powerful man that can move you know move people but um, you know, one thing about Trent Scott is he's a he's a football he's a football guy. He's in here you know every morning at six. Uh, he loves the game, and so he he's he's so unbelievably valuable um, to any football team, but especially in this year with COVID and all the protocols and things like that, restrictions that we're under, because um, he can he can pretty much back up any position. Uh, just one quick follow up on on Greg Little. Um, he. I know last year when he was available, he, he did almost all of his reps at left tackle. Have you guys thought about moving him around maybe in practice just to see if he can, uh, if he can produce at other spots? Like, like you're talking about like right now or in, in training camp? Uh, either one really. Yeah. In training camp, he, you know, he played a little bit on the right side. Um, but, um, but it was mainly, you know, mainly a left tackle. Um, and, you know, since, since he's, since he's, you know, gone into play I mean I've been really happy really happy with his play and his development so I think he's one of those uh, young players that um, you know played last year played you know in a different system and now all of a sudden now you know Pat comes in he's teaching things a different way and um, you know he, he, Greg was a little bit limited early in camp with that injury um, so I think he's had to get comfortable doing it our way doing it a new way and I think he's gotten really comfortable so could he kick over to right tackle? Yeah, he he could kick over. Um, but uh, to me, he's 
he's uh, he's playing really well at left tackle when he has a chance to play. Hey, Matt, you mentioned having the final shot in three of those losses. Understanding there are no moral victories. When you have a young team, you're in year one, and you put them through a little adversity. What what can you take from losses like that? Well, I, I mean, I think it's the same in in wins and losses. I think like there's 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 truth. There's good things and there's bad things um, that happen in every game. And what we all have a tendency to do is when we win, we ignore the bad stuff, and when we lose, we ignore the good stuff. Right? We get emotional and we were happy, and we just glaze over the things that are going to eventually cause us to lose. And what we try to do is just try to find the truth. You know, uh, when we win, you know, I always tell our guys, you know, don't, don't wait for the house to burn down to see if the, you know, the, the smoke detectors have batteries. Like, you know, you got to check those things, but you, you have to find the problems before there's a big problem. And then you also have to find the positives even when you lose. Doesn't mean you're accepting losing. There's not one part of that that means you're accepting it. It just means you're looking at the way that we play, the details, the standards, how hard we play. And we're saying, Hey, this is good. This is bad. This needs improved. And just, working on those things and so you know I mean uh, a, a week ago we lost you know two weeks ago we lost a game where we you know we did about everything you can do wrong and still had the ball with a chance to go tie it up at the end and then you know this past week you know we played a we played a, a, a veteran team on the road we battled back and forth and and you know we we gave up the third downs at a level we don't want to we you know, we missed some opportunities to score touchdowns and yet at the same time we still have the ball at the end and so the message is very simply um, a, you know, you're, 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 you're a good team that's getting better every week. Just keep getting better. And then B, um, um, you know, understand that these games are going to come down to the end and enjoy that. And, you know, you have to go make big plays at crucial times, but you also have to understand that none of us really know when, when the play that wins the game is going to happen. So you have to go out every play and, 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 and not take a play for granted. And so I just think there's a lot of great lessons there we have a lot of really young players and if they can learn that a lot of them are just trying to figure out, Hey, a, can I play in the NFL? And then B can we, now that they start seeing like, Hey, I can play in the NFL and Hey, we're going to win. Like we're, we're, we're in all these games. We're winning some, some we're just a little bit away from, Hey, let's just get a little bit better. When you have that mentality, um, you start to control your own destiny. You don't think it's all this other stuff and you get better and better and better. And that, that's all I want is for us to try to get better each week. Um, and, 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 and make some of those last shots and win the game. Let's go to Joe Person and then John Finn Alexander. Hey, Matt, we saw Christian come out initially today in a red jersey. Was there some question, kind of as you all were making an 11th-hour decision type deal? And then also, if it's not this week with him, do you think it would be next week? Um, I'm, I'm probably, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to be able to like say like hypothetically, you know, I, like I said, I'm hopeful. I'm, I want to win, you know, today. So I'm hopeful that it's today, you know, um, but it, you know, it won't be the only thing I say is it won't, it won't be a, a minute too early. You know, we'll, we'll be smart. Um, and, and then at the beginning of practice, um, yeah, you know, we let them know, Hey, we're, Hey, we're, that we're, we're pulling the trigger on this thing. Um, and, uh, and to be quite honest, his black jersey wasn't in his locker. So sometimes the communication <laughs> um, isn't what it is. So then he came out with no jersey. And so it was just one of those kind of things. Hey, Matt. Um, hope you're doing well. Um, if, you know, I guess Eli dealt with that hamstring. If he can't go um, Thursday, how might you handle that backup situation behind Pride and, and Jackson, especially with um, Jackson's toe? Yeah, I think I think Dante's back to full strength, but but you know, as you said, I mean, something could always happen to any of these guys. I think we would 
um, we would turn to we would turn to Corn, we would turn to Stantley, we we would turn to those guys and um, and play them. Uh, guys, we only have time for two more, so let's go to Skylar Callahan and then finish with Mike Slarte. Hey Matt, forgive me if you've been asked this before, but we've heard you and and several of the players talk about just trying to get one percent better every single day, whether it's practice game or whatever. Where did you kind of pick that phrase up, and 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 do, how important do you think it is that these guys use that not only during the winning streaks, but the losing, or not during just the losing streaks, but whenever you go through a three-game win streak as well? Um, you know, where I first heard it, I don't know. I, I think I think it was a uh, the book Legacy, which is the story of the All Blacks, and I think that's their. I think I think that's that's where I first heard that. Just their their mindset, their their frame, their their mind frame is. You know, the, everyone always has opinions on what the team should do, you know, when you're on the team, coaches, players, everybody. And my mindset is always the best way to improve the team is to improve yourself. And if you can, if you can go out and get 1% better every day, um, then you wake up and in a, in a week you're 7% better. And, you know, the math probably doesn't necessarily work that way, but it's, it's a way of life, right? Um, to control the things that you can control and not just control them, but excel at the things that you can control. And um, part of that is very deliberate practice. Guys having a plan, you know, in training camp, we'd ask guys, like, hey, what are you working on today? Um, sometimes guys can just go through the motions, and so they're practicing, but they're not getting better. And what, what we want is we want guys to say, hey, I need to work on this. Hey, I need to work on that. The ability to, to be self-critical is one of the greatest traits in a football player. And um, when guys are confident, they're not defensive. They go out there and say, hey, I, hey, what do I need to work on? I think I need to work on this. They come up with a plan for it. And um, – you know, so that's just, it's just a way of life. It's the same thing with the coaches. You know, I want the coaches to be, you know, really critical, really self-evaluate when we win and when we lose. And as you said, the truth is there, whether you win or whether you lose, you know, the keys to get better. Um, no football team is the same from September to October to November to December. I mean, you, the teams get better and better and better or they don't. And so we want to be a team that every year gets better and better and better. Coach, back to Christian. Uh, I know that you're waiting to hear from the doctors and the trainers and see how his pain is after working out today and you're going through the steps. But has he been chir- has Christian been chirping at you saying, I'm ready, let me out there, let me go? I mean, you know, doing all the things that he wants to do if he feels that way. I mean, what's that, what's that been like dealing with him if he's been that kind of guy or what's he been like in all this? Well, I mean, Christian's a, a very even keel, poised, process guy. I mean, he knows that – he knows that there's steps that you have to take to get where you want to be. And so he's, um, he's just, uh, you know, I think he's, I think he was excited and exhilarated to be out there today, um, to be out there with his teammates, to, to have a chance to, to practice. Um, but, you know, I think, you know, I, I know he wants to play, but I also know he's, he's uh, a process guy and understands that we can't, you know, we can't shortcut the process. Curtis, uh, Jason Huber with WFMZ. Hope you're doing well. It, it's kind of seen the last few weeks, your productions, it's a lot of it's been, you know, on third down now, a lot of, you know, kind of going around Mr. Third down. What, what's, what's kind of been the key for you to have that success lately uh, in that, in that role? Um, really my mindset is, you know, whenever the players call, no matter first, second or third down, you know, it just so happened to be third down, you know, um, my job is go out there and make plays, you know, um, whether a team playing man, playing zone, my job is to make plays, you know. How I get involved in the offense is by getting open, you know, um, giving the quarterback another outlet, 
you know. Um, so, you know, I just try to keep winning and keep the drive going. All right, let's go to Mike Salarte and then David Newton. Curtis, just a couple for you. Are you upset that maybe your reps at running back may dwindle with Christian showing back up at practice today? I'm not worried about that at all. You know, um, my job is to win games. You know, we're excited to have Christian back. Um, you know, so, you know, whatever the role is, you know, moving forward from here, that's down the line thinking. Nobody really thinking about that. You know, whatever, whenever I touch the ball, however I touch the ball, I'm going to make something happen. And a quick turnaround with playing on Sunday, playing on Thursday. It always seems like it's never a, a fun prospect or proposition for players, but that's the way the schedule is. How, how do you guys feel the offense is feeling after what you guys did in New Orleans? And can you kind of improve that, take it, take it up a step this weekend or this Thursday, I should say? Oh, yeah, you know, definitely with a short week, you know, it's all mental, you know, just understanding assignments, you know, to the smallest details, just understanding everything that you have to do. You're not going to get too many actual game reps, you know, because of a short week. But if you, you just, you just got to be keyed in, staying in notes, staying in the book, you know, um, understand every important thing that's going on on the field, not even your own job, but understanding the whole concept of the offense. That's how, that's what allows you to, you know, to understand if the ball come to me, what I got to do to get somebody else open, you know, really, stu really study the book on a short week. Hey, Chris, hope you're doing well. Um, how did Christian look out there to the, you today? And what's he bring to this offense? And maybe, I know you guys are doing well offensively with, with him going, but having him back, what does that add back to this offense? Uh, I'm not going to go into no scouting report, you know, giving out some notes. Uh, you know, um, it's just another weapon. You know, it's, it's never it's, – there's no such thing as too many playmakers out there on the field. You know, you give you give teams so many options of who's getting the ball here, who's going here. You know, it's just so many outlets, you know. So, it's, it's, it's never uh, – there's no such thing as having too many too many options, too many uh, playmakers on offense. So, you know, um, it's a good thing for us. Let's go to Joe Person and then Miles Simmons. Hey, Curtis, Mike Davis just – tweeted out that it was good to see C-Mac back out there today. And I mean, following up on what you just said, I mean, obviously good to have as many playmakers as you can, but is, is that especially the case when one of them is an all-pro running back and flex guy? Uh, absolutely. You know, on this team, it's not about – our mindset isn't about um, – me at uh, me as an individual is us as a team. So whatever helps our team, you know, become better or get better, you know, we all for it. Nobody's really selfishly thinking about individual stats or somebody's come back. I might not get too many reps. We're not really too focused on that. Is our main focus is how do we get better as a team? How do we win games? You know, and whatever whatever that step is, you know, like I said, there's no such thing as having too many playmakers out there on the field. And don't you, just to follow up. Don't you think like as well as you guys have played recently, that having McCaffrey back will make you that much better offensively? Oh, absolutely. Like I said, just another playmaker out there, all-pro guy, you know. We know what he brings. Hey, Curtis. Uh, when you were playing basically two positions, and maybe it's more depending on what you want to call the scheme, um, what does that take from you mentally in order to prepare – for that when you're taking things out of the backfield and being split out as a wide receiver? Uh, it's a lot. You know, um, I, I feel like I'm a smart football player. I, I would call myself a smart football player. And, you know, the way you get involved, more involved in the offense or 
add more value to a team is learning different spots, you know, being able to be anywhere on the field, you know, just in case, I mean, emergencies happen, injuries, stuff like that, you know, just knowing multiple positions uh, give me the flexibility to, you know, touch the ball in many different ways, give defenses different looks, you know, uh, maybe they, you know, they ain't see me line up here, maybe I line up here, you know, just scheme things around and just move me around. You know, it definitely takes a lot. So I definitely got to study the book. But like I said, I feel like I'm a pretty smart guy. So it's not too much for me. Let's go to Scott Fowler and then Sharon Thorsland. Uh, thanks, Preston. Curtis, I have two for you. I'll, I'll just ask this one quickly first. And that is, you've made a lot of big plays this season. And I wonder what has been your favorite play. Oh. Uh, I don't know. That's tough. Um, I mean, one of my favorite plays, I would say this, I'm, and I, I'll be honest. Um, I'm a guy that likes to see other players do good. You know, I like to make plays uh, for my teammates. You know, I'm, I'm a teammate guy. It's not too much worried about myself. Um, you know, in Atlanta, when we played against them, you know, um, running down the field and then making those blocks with DJ, you know, allowing my brother to score, you know, that was a great moment for me. You know, I like to see other people smile, I like I see other people enjoying themselves, you know, being able to be out there and, you know, be a part of that play when he scored, you know, that was amazing feeling for me. Thank you. And the other part, if I can just follow up quickly, is just you, you, I know you're a team oriented guy, but you have had more individual success. It seems like this year than last. And I wonder what you would attribute that to. Um, I can't, I can't really pinpoint one thing. I just know each and every year I got to get better as a player, you know? So if, if I'm doing exactly what I did last year, you know, that's not good enough for me. So I have to, you know, whatever the role may be, you know, just to be an uh, impact player on this team, receiving the ball, running the ball, blocking, whatever that case may be, you know, is, is be a better player each and every year, each and every game, each and every week, you know? So that's my mindset. Hey, Curtis, uh, I know you guys just played the Falcons a couple weeks ago. Um, they've had the coaching change, obviously, since then. Have you seen a change in them defensively, or how are they looking uh, from a defense standpoint to you right now? Uh, we know they're going to come out with fire. You know, it doesn't matter the team record. You know, nobody's going to go out there and just, you know, just just give up. We know they're going to come out, play hard, play tough. You know, coming off, you know, last week, you know, we're going to come out there, play hard, play tough. Thursday night game, you know, we want to get a win. We're going to do whatever it takes. All right, guys, we have time for three more. So let's go to JB Ricks and then Josh Klein and finish with Elena. Thanks, Preston. Hey, what's up, Curtis? JB Ricks with uh, Spectrum News One. Um, I haven't been able to ask you this question, but it's a question I've asked to uh, other offensive players when it comes to this system that Matt Rule has brought in. And uh, you actually just kind of touched on it when you said that, you know, you, you enjoy seeing other players make plays in this offense and, you know, be, being able to make blocks for them and all that. It, is that the key to this offense that it just, you know, there's no number one guy. It doesn't focus on one particular player that any given game, you know, anybody can be the big guy or whatever. And, and, and the, the love is going to be spread around. Have, have you ever been a part of an offense, you know, that's been as dynamic as this one has this year? Um, I've been around a lot of great players, but, you know, um, I think it takes a lot, you know, for some people to say, you know, I'm not really worried about my stats this game. I'm not really worried about this, this game. For everybody just come together and understand, you know, it may be you this game. It may be you this game. You know, sometimes you got to understand that every game possibly might not be a, it might not be your game. Sometimes it might be your game. 
But like I said, for us to win, we all got to come together as a whole. And like I said, understanding concepts, understanding why you're doing what you're doing. You know, maybe you're doing something to get somebody else open, but you can't be selfish and, you know, not run as fast just because you're not getting the ball. You got to attack every play as if you're getting the ball because you're opening up something for, for somebody else, you know. So just, just being unselfish and just, you know, making a play work however possible. Thank you. Hey, Curtis, how are you, man? Um, uh, is there a different mindset to being successful on third down? In order to score touchdowns in this league, you got to be able to convert on third down. <laughs> so as, as, as long as we keep the drive going, that's how we're going to be able to put points up on the board and help our team win games. Grace, I have two quick questions for you. One, I was one, I was wondering. You know, now on third down, you know, it's kind of become almost automatic that Teddy's gonna look not on every play, but a lot of times <laughs> the Teddy's gonna look your way. Have you kind of got into the mindset that like these last couple games, you know, he's gonna be ready, especially on third down. I know you're ready on every play, but how have you kind of has that changed at all for you? I mean, it is a little more, a little bit more sense of urgency on third down. You know, like you know, there's a potential I might be getting a ball. I ain't about to say I'm getting the ball because I ain't my thoughts, no scout report, and give teams any, any clues. But I'm pretty sure they look at stats and, you know, whatever case may be. But third down, you know, I'm looking to keep the drive going, keep the drive, keep the drive pushing. So whether it's second down, I make a play, somebody else make a play, third down, I make a play, somebody else make a play. It's all about keeping that drive going, whether it's me or I'm opening it up for somebody else, you know, so it's all about keeping the drive going. And then I was wondering, you know, Matt, a couple weeks ago, I don't think we've got a chance to talk to you about this, said that you're one of the players he has the highest respect for because of your, you know, you're out there blocking. And Joe's mentioned it as well. Is it nice to hear that your co the coaches are paying attention to the stuff you're doing beyond just catching passes and that sort of thing? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, it's great for, you know, head coach and other coaches to acknowledge, uh, you know, everything that you're doing out there on the field besides just, um, you know, catching the ball. I'm a I'm an unselfish guy, you know. My main thing is about winning games. How can I help this team win games? Whatever the case may be, whatever role I'm in, I'm gonna go out there and do it to the best of my ability. Alright, let's get it. You wanna start us off? Hey Trey, how's it going? Doing well, how about yourself, boss? Doing good. Uh, just talked to Coach Rule a couple minutes ago about how you guys have kind of adopted the 1% better phrase uh, as, as something you guys go to. How important is it for everyone to buy in that, not only when you're winning, but when you're losing as well? Yeah, yeah, it's very important. You know, it's, it's something that uh, a lot of us have, you know, lived by uh, growing up, just getting 1% better. But I think uh, in our terms of being a new team, uh, you know, again, I have an off season, all that stuff like that 1% does kick in. And each week we're gaining, uh, you know, that 1% getting better, whether whether that's, you know, in a loss, learning lessons in those losses to how we can play better, what we can do better. Um, it, it, it really helps us, you know, each and every week to, you know, stay focused on the objective. Uh, so to get 1% better, you know, again, we got to learn from our losses, but, you know, taking the wins and everything and just going on, just uh, improving each and every day, knowing that it doesn't need to be a, a huge improvement, but the little details will continue to uh, drive us to be the team that we want to be. Let's go to Jonathan Alexander and then Phil Orban. Hey, what's up, Dre? Hope you're doing well, man. Uh, you too, boss. Uh, you know, Sam Franklin is a guy who's had to step up. You know, young guys had to step up. How would you describe Sam first? Yeah, yeah. Sam's a fiery guy, uh, very smart. One of the young guys who 
um, is great when it comes to notes. Uh, doesn't mind staying late, watching film with you. Uh, wants to know more. Uh, and he's one of those guys who uh, he's sneaky athletic. And for me uh, to be able to help him, you know, it, it, it's my role. You know, I, I've seen guys do it before, and uh, it's my duty to help him make the game easier on him. So uh, it just comes natural, and he's able to fly around like he does. So uh, that's how I would explain Sam. And what would you, what do you admire most about him? Uh, that he's willing to listen. He's coachable. Uh, when you're when you're that young, uh, you got to be able to be coachable. You got to be able to listen. Uh, and, and whether that's uh, in the in the meeting rooms, whether that's on the field, whether that's in the middle of plays, uh, he's able to do that, and, and it helps his game for sure. Hey Trey, I would imagine preparation for the Falcons on a short week is normally more manageable just because of the familiarity there. Yeah. Obviously, they have some changes to their coaching staff, but but how how different can a team look? with an interim head coach and, and some of the kind of personnel changes they made? Yeah, I think for us, you know, the biggest focus is on us. You know, we got to make sure we do our jobs. And of course, when you're preparing for them, you know, you look at the last few games that they've had with the interim coach and seeing what they like to do, whether that's on offense and defense, uh, you're trying to make a game plan to where, you know, again, uh, you know what they've done, what they've done uh, before the interim coach and now after. You just try to put it together and at the end of the day, just do your job. And when we're familiar with ourselves, uh, going back to that 1% with coach, um, we get the job done. So I think, you know, uh, when it's a short week like this, you focus in on yourself more than you do your, uh, your opponent. Let's go to David Newton and then Kelly Bartik. Hey, Trey, uh, I want to know your best Julio Jones story. It could have turned out good or bad. Uh, my best Julio Jones story, uh, I mean, I guess my best would be uh, my 84-yard return my rookie season. Um, cotton ball, uh, shook Julio on the sideline, took it back for six. Um, that's, that's probably my best Julio highlight. Now, uh, Julio has some great highlights for us as well. So, um, yeah, you said you, you asked for my best, though, so that's it. <laughs> I said it could be good or bad. Could hey, listen, you – you asked for a good or bad, I gave you my best. <laughs> yeah, he slowed down at all over the years. Say it again. Has he slowed down at all over the years? No, not at all. Um, the best wide receiver in the game. Um, I say that with uh, all due respect when it comes to this man. Uh, he's, 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 no matter what year it is, uh, if it's a hurt toe, hurt ankle, hurt knee, it does not matter. This man is better uh, than – uh, 90% of the receivers out there, uh, he, he's, uh, yeah, he, he's nice. He's a great player. And uh, we got to go out there and we got to do our jobs at the end of the day. Um, and if we do our jobs, that's enough. I remember that pick six, Trey. That was good. That was hey, good. Hey, my girl. Hey, I appreciate that. <laughs> I'll pull that video up later today. There we go. Hey, um, a lot of, I know it's just a lot of new guys. You've been here a while. You were here when it was a big rivalry, the Falcons and the Panthers. Now it seems like, I mean, I know every, the next game is the biggest game because it's the next game, sure. that line. But yeah. <laughs> are, are the NFC South rivalries dead? Uh, I don't believe they are. I, I think uh, you'll, you'll see them kick back up uh, in these years coming, you know, you we we got these great quarterbacks that are lining it up. Uh, these defenses are getting along. Uh, you know, right now we're we're coming together as our defense um, on this team. And I, I think what Matt Rule brings to you know the the Carolina Panthers is 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 teams that are gonna face us and, and want a piece of us. Want they wanna they they want to see what we're about. And, and I think the rivalry in the NFC South will uh, you know recondition itself to getting back to where you know the standards have been where. You know, hopefully we hold the crown down for a while.
go to Miles Simmons and then Mike Salarte. Trey, uh, I know you guys want to do better on first and second down to improve on third down, but yeah. when it comes to those, you know, third and mediums that you, know, you guys just seem to struggle with, are there just things that you have to be just that much better on um, in order to make sure that you at least give yourself a better shot at stopping them? Yeah, no, it's not. It's uh, it's us just little mistakes, uh, you know, drops and zones, uh, us just not doing one assignment. And it might be a guy's uh, one time that he might be out his gap. It might be one time where he's off his leverage for the whole game. Um, and it'll be that third down, that important down. So it's not uh, it's not huge things that we need to fix. Uh, they're, they're, they're small things that, you know, can add up during the game. And we see how they add up for us. And we got to find a way to fix that. And that goes back to guys just doing uh, the 111. You know, if we do our 111, uh, you know, again, it, it gets the job done. We got to make sure that we do our job so it helps other guys do their job. And, you know, for us on third down, that we have to uh, make an emphasis on it, you know, and then we have been making an emphasis on it for, you know, this week. So uh, we hope to go out there and, and change that. Hey, Trey, good to see you again. Um, Thanks, Mike. The, uh, the career window being what it is for players in yeah. the NFL, it's not long. It's, it's not something you do for 50 years. In a season like this where Coach Rule is happy that you guys have had what he called the last shot, you know, having the ball lady to the tire win games. Yeah. And to come up, you know, whether you come up short or you get it done, is that adding exhilaration to a season or is that one of those, man, I wish we just didn't have to have that situation so we could, you know, progress and, and start stacking wins and that sort of thing. It just seems like it's a it's a tough position for a veteran. Yeah, yeah. I, I think when you're, you've bought into a plan, um, of course, you know, we, we want to win. We want to win every game, but um, we have to see how, you know, we grow as well. Um, you got to see a team. When you have losses like that, um, you look back on losses like that and you show a team how close they are to being great. Uh, how close they are uh, for these little details that are adding up that we got to get better at, but we're still in it at the end of the game. We're still uh, fourth quarter able to come back and win. You know, we're still uh, three drives in the fourth quarter uh, with us having the ball in our hands, you know, in you know position to win. So, you know, when you think about that as a veteran, you know, it, it, it allows your team not to get low on themselves. You know, uh, we could have been low on ourselves uh, when we were, what, one and three or uh, I forgot what we were at the time. But uh, it allows the team to realize, like, hey, we're not uh, we're not that bad team. You know, we're, we're a good team right now. And we got to continue to play like a good team. But we got to continue to do our job. And that's the biggest thing we've learned uh, when it comes to this coaching staff and our playbooks and uh our job is a family uh, and a team, man. Like, of course you want to do more, but uh, when we do our job, you know, I, I think that's when we solidify uh, who we are. And it's, it's, it's done a good job for us veterans and the young guys to realize that uh, we could be a good team. We could be a good team fast. And I, I know the fans realize that too, a little bit too. So I know it's helping them a little bit. Hey guys, we have time for one more. Sharon, did you have a question? No, I'm good. He already answered it. Hey, look All at right. you! Double hey. answer. Can you still do a backflip? No, nah, no, nah, I ain't doing no backflips, man. <laughs> I got one. Go what for you, it, Joe. What you got? Hey, uh, you were on here a couple weeks ago. I think I was asked you about COVID, and yeah. you said you know the key was going to be as this thing went along, your young players being smart. I yeah. wonder with the organization cutting uh, 
Josh Hawkins this week. Do you think that was kind of a message being sent after the video surfaced of him without the mask? Yeah, uh, I have no idea um, about it. Uh, honestly, I, I don't. I, I haven't seen the video, so uh, I just I heard what kind of happened him at a, a restaurant or something um, with his girlfriend. But um, if that's so, I mean, like I've said, man, it, it comes down to guys having to be extra cautious, man. All it takes is somebody uh, taking a picture of you, a video of you with your mask off one time and. Uh, you know, you, you just never know what road that leads down, if that is the reason. Um, but it's, it's, it's tough, man. It's tough because you got guys who um, we're all depending on each other. We really are. Um, me and my wife, we haven't been able to go out to eat in a, a long time. And um, that's a lot of our wives and a lot of our families, whether you're tier one, tier two, tier three. Um, there's chefs that aren't able to go out with their families, you know. Um, but we got to take care of each other as one big family uh, to get the job done at the end of the day, and that's you know that's what we're willing to do because we're all family. Protect each other. Thank you. All right, boss. All right, Trey, we appreciate you stopping by. I appreciate y'all. Thank y'all.